Sally Huss, at 81 years old, just took up pickleball a few months ago, but she's already written a book about it. Now, you might think as a Wimbledon Juniors champion years ago, she would be writing a book about perhaps technique or something like that. But no, it's actually a really fun book. Now, on the podcast, we actually do get into some instructional aspects of the game coming really as a result of Sally's background, not only in tennis, but in dance therapy and Tai Chi. So to hear from Sally, let's get to the intro. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Sally Huss. How are you doing today, Sally? I'm doing great. I played a little pickleball this morning, so I'm doing great. I I know the feeling. I was able to squeeze it in this morning, but it has been a really super busy day. But anyways, on with the show here. I do like to start the podcast and always ask my guest how they started playing pickleball, how they heard about it, and how long ago. I heard about it certainly a lot before, a long time before I ever uh, put a paddle in my hand. But then when we moved to Colorado Springs and then we moved to a particular little area in Colorado Springs, it had a park and there were some gals out there and I wanted to meet new friends and they were out there having a grand time batting a pickleball around and they didn't know one thing from the next. They didn't know how to score. They didn't know anything, but they were having such a good time and they invited me in. And so I started fiddling with it and playing the game and, and other people would come in and they would know more. And so we would change our rules because we had made up our own rules. So we changed them to, more appropriate rules. And finally, we got the real way to actually score pickleball. So we had a great time. And that's how I started. And then I branched out from our little courts in this park where we live, which had cracks across the court and and weeds growing in them and all of that and dogs running around and kids running around. And so I I finally went to a proper pickleball location here in Colorado Springs, uh, Monument Valley, and also Bear Creek, and saw what fun people were having and how it proceeded. So that's how I got my hand in the game and started playing. That was about six, seven months ago. That's uh, quite a beginning and, and really an interesting story because it sounds like you started playing pickleball didn't know much about it, despite the fact that you have quite a tennis resume. Tell me a little bit about your tennis experience. Yes, I always played tennis and I was national at Wimbledon junior champion. And then I went on and played in the women's and I was a semifinalist at Wimbledon and played the tour, (laughs) pardon me. And so I played a lot of tennis, but then I did other things in my life besides tennis because in those days, there was no, there were no professional players, women. You couldn't make a living playing tennis or there was no money in the sport. It was a long time ago <laughs> and before Billie Jean put her foot down and said, we need to be equal to the men. But it was before pre- professional tennis. So that's when I started and I played a lot of tennis. And then I ended up uh, teaching tennis at, 
because I had done some dance work, very interesting work, dance therapy work. And from that, I created a way of playing tennis that was extremely relaxed, very Zen flowing, like Tai Chi, kind of converting energy, transforming things and and working in a different way. And it's very uh, relaxed mentally yet very focused and powerful. And from that, I ended up going back on the circuit way beyond my prime, but I, I played again. So I, and I went back on it. By that time, it was the Virginia Slim Pro Tour. So I played uh, a year or so there until my husband was ready for us to be together. And then we, we got together in Colorado long ago in Aspen, built a resort there a tennis resort and did many interesting things to promote that. And we had a great time. Played it, played an event against Bobby Riggs at Battle of the Sexes. We had lots of fun there for a while. And then we ended up going back to California and I taught a little bit, but I got started developing the other aspect of my life, which is art. And so I started uh, working in that field and creating galleries. So I started uh, building galleries and we we developed 26 Sally Hess galleries around the country. (laughs) And so that's what I did for many years. But I always played a little tennis in in the side. And uh, so this, this, what I really love about pickleball is this. In tennis, I only get worse. And as I age, I only get worse. But in pickleball, I get better and I can improve, which I love. So I add a little stroke or I add this to it, to my game. And, and uh, it's great fun that way. I always get better. Well, that is a really good point. I had never thought about it that way because at, at this point, you know, I'm almost 60. So anything I do athletically that I did when I was 18 or 20 years old, clearly I don't do it as well. But because pickleball is something new to me, which it sounds like it's relatively new to you also. You're absolutely right. We are improving. So actually, when did you find pickleball? What age were you? The the age I am now, 81. Okay. So you've just been, you haven't been playing pickleball. No, I haven't. Maybe seven months, but the improvement has been tremendous, mainly because I have this tennis background. And you have hands that, you know, that you can touch and hit the balls that you need to hit. And you can see how motion is because I taught tennis a lot, too. So I can see motion and I can correct my motion and see what I need to do to improve. And it it was interesting. I was playing with a fellow the other day and he said, the thing about you, you're going straight up. He said, I see many players who start in this game and they plateau, but he says, you continue to go up. And it's because I think I see what changes can be made and I make them. I'm very adaptable, so I can make changes when they need to be and I can add things to it. So I get better and better. <laughs> He's trying to get me to play in a, in a senior tournament. And I said, I don't even play in a senior tennis tournament, let alone a pickleball tournament. <laughs> but we'll see. It's fun. Yeah, it's just fun. I love the fact that you've taken up pickleball at age 81. I play with a number of people who are 78, 79. They're amazing players, but I think they've been playing probably a bit longer than you have. Yeah, yeah. 
that's amazing when you go to these facilities or these parks where there are many pickleball courts, the number of people that are over 60, it's quite amazing to me and how cleverly they play. They managed with any uh, handicaps that they might have, they're overweight or their knees don't work so well or whatever it is. They can hit that ball and hit it in the court. Anybody can play pickleball. Anybody can play it. And I love that. And the other thing that I love about the sport is that whomever you're playing with, if they're a better player, they're always teaching you a little something. You could do this or go there, go here, do this. They're very helpful. I love that about the sport. They're helpful people that you play with. Even though you've only been playing seven months pickleball, you're already teaching it, aren't you? Yes, I am. And I just went around with someone who was quite a good player. And he taught at the resort where I teach some tennis. And he's a really good instructor and excellent. So I stayed with him and watched him teach and helped him in this. And then, then he had to go to Denver and he said, just take over my class. And boy, I was terrified. And then I realized how easy it was to just, it's the enthusiasm for it. And the motions, once you see what basic motions a person needs, it's easy to pass that on. Not that they're able to do that, but at least they can, they're set off in the right direction. Like tennis, if you start with basic stroke, you're well ahead of the game than if you just make them up. So very true. And you had mentioned combining dance therapy with Tai Chi and I think it was termed Zenus. Yes. Tell me me a little bit more about that, because I don't know if you're teaching that in pickleball yet, but I think if it you can do it in tennis, you can probably do it in pickleball. Yes. I I sometimes poke around on the channels to see what skills and drills they suggest. And I came upon one fellow who was very clear on the fact that that paddle should be held really softly. And that's exactly the way I taught tennis. You barely hold the racket and just let the energy go through. And so uh, this was helpful to see that a soft hand is can be incorporated here where people want to push it or pop the ball or do all kinds of things when it's not necessary. If you just let that paddle face ride that ball, you can control it and slow it down when you need to. There are a lot of things like that. And also mentally, if you can be relaxed physically, it really helps people to be relaxed mentally. They're not, it doesn't mean that you're not, you're careless. No, you're carefree, but not careless. So in other words, you don't need to have a death grip on the paddle when you're playing. No, because you want, as you swing, you want to turn energy, turn energy that's oncoming. You want to turn it around and send it the other way. And you must control the ball. So you keep your hand on it. Your hand is the paddle face and you keep that paddle face right on the ball and then you can really control it. So now how do you relax? I think Most people are relaxed, except when they start thinking about things or wanting things. And if you're open, you're relaxed. So I'm just relaxed all the time. 
So it's not that I'm not there. <laughs> I'm very much aware and very focused, but it's not a tight focus and it's not intense. It's not intense wanting. Instead of like tennis is about giving and pickleball is the same thing. You give. And if you think about that, you give instead of take. If you're trying to take, then you're tight. But if you're willing to just give your energy, give your focus, give, give direction and your movement and you're relaxed about the results, the results come to you. Now, it sounds you learned a lot about that and were able to really achieve that through maybe the dance therapy. What are some other ways that people can learn to be like that on the court? Because it, it can be tough. <laughs> yes, it can be tough. But the, the the difference, for instance, when I played tennis in the old days, you learned very fixed motions. And I had a you know great coach who was the head coach of USC. He was a fabulous coach, George Tolley. But it was very rigid motions, and those were not necessarily my motions, my natural motions. And when I finally quit, when I quit tennis, and then I did many other things, and then I did this dance work, I went back to playing tennis in this unusual, very relaxed, very creative and way. And I would move around the court in not predetermined patterns. So I was much more open to what was happening on the court. So if you move your attention to the ball and not to what you want, if you keep the attention on the ball, always wins the point. <clears throat> so it's the player who is most connected to the ball that wins the point of doing that is putting your consciousness there in the middle of the court and not from one person's wanting from an individual's wanting of something come back. So if you leave the score alone and you play full out and play freely, regardless of the score and allowing yourself to lose as well as win. But then with that freedom, you are in much better position to win. That's a really interesting concept. I had not thought about the person who wins the point is typically who's most connected to the ball. That's really interesting. Yeah. And you can certainly see that when you get to a rally up tight at the net. And and it's beyond thinking. It's reacting. And you can really feel that. So it's something that, that happens before you are mentally aware of what's happening. <laughs> Very true. So, I, I mean, that that's a lot of knowledge there that I love because as a background in sports psychology, I, I think that's just a really interesting concept. But one of the other things I know we have to talk about before we finish up this interview is, okay, you've only been playing pickleball for seven months, but you already wrote a book called Dare to Dink. Yes, Dare to Dink, pickleball for seniors and anyone else who wants to have fun. So in the time that I the short time that I have been playing pickleball and teaching a bit, I just observed some major things that that might be helpful to people and got really got an overview of things. And so I put those into this little book. I know the 
Ed Rackett's pro where I teach tennis that my gosh, Sally has only been, she's not even a credit and she's already writing a book. What's that? <laughs> but it's true. You can see the whole thing, the whole picture. And it's a game about speed. And, and what I like about it, as you learn to play, as you learn to play, the speed increases. And that speed, you, be, you begin to handle it. You begin to handle a faster pace. And that's really fun. I think that's lots of fun about that. Yeah. Some speed and patience being a big factor in life and a big factor on a pickleball court. So I talk about that a little bit and talk about the fact that pickleball is really addictive. And it's addictive because I think it's so much fun. And people, anybody can play it and everybody can play it. And you just have to get in and give it a go. And that's what I put in this. And then I, then I interviewed a lot of, or at least I asked for comments from some of the players that um, I come in contact with at these sites where I play. And I asked them, why do you play pickleball? What do you, what's, what, why do you love to play pickleball? And the comments were lovely. Most of them had to do with friendship. There was a social aspect to it. One woman said, and she was like 90, and she said, the hardest part of playing pickleball is remembering the names of all of my new friends. That's fantastic. When you get older, you're out of the, you're out of these, you're off to the side when you're older. And you're not in the action of necessarily of earning a living or business and those kinds of things. But like tennis, you can join groups and be in drills and you can be on a pickleball court and you meet people and people are so welcoming in this sport. That's what I love about it. People are welcoming. Yeah, you can walk up and down a fence and look at the players and look like you want to join in. And you find a level that looks like your level. And you say, can I play in when there's a spot? And they say, certainly. Join. I, I love that too. And one of the things I really enjoyed about your book were all the quotes. And that was one of the things that, that I was going to say was, I just love the, the quote that you actually said, the hardest part about playing pickleball is learning the names of all my new friends from Pat, who's age 80 and a, a 3.5. I think that was really smart thing to do and really cool that you put the quotes in the book. I, I have to say, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. So there, and there were some precautions for people that are older because in teaching, I've had a couple of people fall over. You just have to keep your feet under you. And it's very important. And a lot of older people haven't done things physical in a while. And so it's very important that they start out in a slow way and move in a cautious way and move with their feet under them. There are a lot of things that are beneficial for people to, in learning to play pickleball. So anyway, I think it's a great sport. <laughs> and it looks like you got to put your artistic skills to work for the book too. Yeah, I did a few illustrations in it to show, uh, to just decorate the book. Yeah. And just to be clear, this is not the first book you've written, nor artistic work that you've done. You are, you have such an eclectic background. It's amazing. Yeah, I, as I say, I had 
26 Sally Hess galleries around the country, and they only had my art and my licensed products, which included ceramics and wallpaper and uh, stationery and all kinds of things, all you know that I de- designed for companies. And but then I got into it when 9/11 hit and retail stopped. It just came to a halt. These little stores, these little happy stores, as we called them, galleries, they closed down. And so that was a point where I could turn to doing my children's books. And I had always wanted to do them. And I would write them and put them in a box, but I would never take the time to illustrate them. So I learned to illustrate on a computer in a very simple way. And then right now I have over 100 children's books. And they're some of the best books because they're traditional family values in many cases. They talk about things that are important. When somebody will come up with an idea, I need, there needs to be a certain kind of book to help children understand food allergies, which is a life-threatening situation in many cases. And we, it's a top-selling book. It's a fabulous book. And, and it's, I have another book, No Smoking, No Drinking, No Drugs. It's something to start before parents to start talking with children about. And then all kinds of books on, on many things, on eliminating childhood fears, understanding the power of words, understanding the importance of knowing that you have a creator, and that makes life really worthwhile. So these books are delightful, and they're all illustrated. Then I've done a couple of uh, tennis books, really a great tennis book, Eight Golden Rules for How to Play Your Best Tennis. And if if you're a sports psychologist, you'd understand this book. But it really takes that pressure off of the person who's playing, who's trying so hard, or the child that's trying so hard to please the parent or the coach, that kind of thing. It's a wonderful book, and it's endorsed by Billie Jean. Dick Enberg and Mary Carillo and all sorts of good people. I take a subject that uh, delights me and I say I'm going to write a book about that. (laughs) Now, do you have a children's book on pickleball in your future? I haven't yet. I haven't yet because I'm not sure. I, I would have to be around it. But I did have a great experience with, as I say, in the early time when I started to teach a little pickleball, I had a situation where I had a family. It was a husband and wife who were guests of the resort, and they were coming in and wanted a lesson. And then they arrived with four children. Now I've got six people, and I'm trying to figure out what to do. And I'm not a great drills person. But anyway, we managed through this thing. And the littlest guy, he was so cute. He was about five whacking at the ball and he hit one over the net and got it in the court. When we were picking up the balls, all of a sudden he just burst out. He said, this is the most fun I have ever had in my life. (laughs) He's five years old. (laughs) It just tickled me. So there is, I think there are a couple of books out there already, but I don't know what they're about, but I'd have to, I'd have to teach more and feel what are the essentials for children with it. But there's certainly a lot of benefits. I'm glad it's moving into high schools and all kinds of areas. Now, in terms of Dare to Dink, if somebody wants to purchase your book, where can they find it? 
That is either on my website, which will then take you right to Amazon, or go to Amazon. And it's called Dare to Dink, Pickleball for Seniors, and anyone else who wants to have fun. And then to finish up today, if somebody wants to reach out to you and get in contact, where is the best place to do that? Just on my website, sallyhuss.com. And there are areas there that you can fill out a little thing. And I certainly would answer anybody who contacted me. All right. Thank you so much, Sally, for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast. I really enjoyed the interview and just your background is amazing. You've just done so many things. And thank you so much for being on. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.